This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Kirsten Ferreri. On Loving God by St. Bernard of Clairvaux. Chapter 8 Of the First Degree of Love, Wherein Man Loves God for Self's Sake. Love is one of the four natural affections, which it is needless to name, since every one knows them. And because love is natural, it is only right to love the author of nature first of all. Hence comes the first and great commandment, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. But nature is so frail and weak that necessity compels her to love herself first, and this is carnal love, wherewith man loves himself first and selfishly, as it is written, that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. This is not as the precept ordains, but as nature directs. No man ever yet hated his own flesh. But if, as is likely, this same love should grow excessive, and refusing to be contained within the restraining banks of necessity, should overflow into the fields of voluptuousness, then a command checks the flood, as if by a dyke, Thou shalt love thy neighbour as thyself. And this is right, for he who shares our nature should share our love, itself the fruit of nature. Wherefore, if a man find it a burden, I will say not only to relieve his brother's needs, but to minister to his brother's pleasures, let him mortify those same affections in himself, lest he become a transgressor. He may cherish himself as tenderly as he chooses, if only he remembers to show the same indulgence to his neighbour. This is the curb of temperance imposed on thee, O man, by the law of life and conscience, lest thou shouldst follow thine own lusts to destruction, or become enslaved by those passions which are the enemies of thy true welfare. Far better divide thine enjoyments with thy neighbour than with these enemies. And if after the counsel of the son of Sirach thou goest not after thy desires, but refrainest thyself from thine appetites. If according to the apostolic precept, having food and raiment, thou art therewith content, then thou wilt find it easy to abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, and to divide with thy neighbours what thou hast refused to thine own desires. That is a temperate and righteous love, which practises self-denial in order to minister to a brother's necessity. So our selfish love grows truly social when it includes our neighbours in its circle. But if thou art reduced to want by such benevolence, what then? What indeed, except to pray with all confidence unto him who giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, who openeth his hand, and filleth all things living with plenteousness? For doubtless he that giveth to most men more than they need, will not fail thee as to the necessaries of life, even as he hath promised, Seek ye the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. God freely promises all things needful to those who deny themselves for love of their neighbours, and to bear the yoke of modesty and sobriety, rather than to let sin reign in our mortal body, that is, indeed to seek the kingdom of God, and to implore his aid against the tyranny of sin. It is surely justice to share our natural gifts with those who share our nature. But if we are to love our neighbours as we ought, we must have regard to God also. 
for it is only in God that we can pay that debt of love aright. Now a man cannot love his neighbour in God, except he love God himself. Wherefore we must love God first, in order to love our neighbours in him. This too, like all good things, is the Lord's doing, that we should love him, for he hath endowed us with the possibility of love. He who created nature sustains it. Nature is so constituted that its maker is its protector for ever. Without him nature could not have begun to be. Without him it could not subsist at all. That we might not be ignorant of this, or vainly attribute to ourselves the beneficence of our Creator, God has determined in the depths of his wise counsel that we should be subject to tribulations. So, when man's strength fails, and God comes to his aid, it is meet and right that man, rescued by God's hand, should glorify him. As it is written, Call upon me in the time of trouble. So will I hear thee, and thou shalt praise me. In such wise man, animal and carnal by nature, and loving only himself, begins to love God by reason of that very self-love, since he learns that in God he can accomplish all things that are good, and that without God he can do nothing. End of chapter 8